Before we get started, I just want to say thank you guys so much for sticking with me. I know the last few months my uploads have been so inconsistent and I apologize. <laughs> I really thought 2020 was going to be great and I was going to upload so consistently, so frequently, but as most of you guys have experienced, it's been so stressful. So I just wanted to say thank you for sticking with me, for helping the channel grow even when I haven't really been that active on it. I'm really trying to be more active when that's going to actually happen. I'm not sure, but I have a few video ideas in mind. I have recorded a couple and I'm just going to edit those and try to get those out and everything. So thank you guys for staying with me, for helping the channel grow by sharing my videos, by telling your friends about me. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to my channel. It really helps me a lot. Leave likes on my videos. It helps in the algorithm and all of that good stuff. And without further ado, let's get into these scary stories. My name is Kevin. I lived in a small town growing up. As a teenager, there wasn't much to do there but hang out with friends in parking lots of stores or go to some random party on the weekends. I bought a Ouija board from the nearest metropolis and proceeded to go all in. When I first started playing with my girlfriend and other friends, I discovered that the planchette didn't move fast enough, so I replaced it with my driver's license. It moved way faster. We would tell the board to move the license up the wall, and it would. Most of the time, we spoke to spirits who would have something really evil to say. Sometimes, there would be spirits that would say, Stop this. Read Bible. Zozo would be on multiple times, and I even spoke to someone saying he was Satan. I laughed and said it was BS, but my license started spinning around the board really fast. But that certainly didn't affect me. I was, and still am, a daredevil. At one point, I left the board at my girlfriend's friend's house. She had thrown it outside where it got rained on. When I asked her why she threw it outside, she said weird things started happening, and she didn't want anything to do with the board anymore. She also wouldn't elaborate. The board was all soggy and mangled, and totally destroyed, I thought. I put it in the backseat of my truck, but the next day, it was back to normal. One night, I decided that I would take my girlfriend to a cemetery and place the board on top of a grave. She was down because she liked to be scared, or at least she thought she liked it. We used the first tombstone that we saw, and while I placed the board on the stone slab in front of me, I noticed that the deceased girl's name was Holly. Her marker had a picture of her on it. She was pretty, and had died at about the same age I was at the time. I was 19. My girlfriend and I touched the license on the board lightly as usual. I asked if Holly was there. She said, yes. I asked her how she died. She spelled out, dead man's curve. There were only two dead man's curves that I knew of in the county. I asked her which one, and she said Pedro. Pedro was only about a mile from where she was buried. At that point, the board started spelling out, Die, Amy. That was my girlfriend's name. I told her to stop, but she just kept repeating, Die, Amy. Immediately, Amy jumped up and said that she was freaking out and that she wanted to leave. I told her that I understood, but we still had to tell the board goodbye, so she reluctantly did. 
We left the cemetery and I was driving. Amy was still freaking out. As soon as I made the slow, 90-degree, dead man's curve turn on Pedro, there was a very loud sound that hit the rear window of the truck. Amy was really terrified then. I was still trying to make sense of it. It was so loud, almost like if someone had hit the rear window as hard as they could. But there was absolutely nothing there. I drove to Amy's mom's house trying to figure out what the sound was the whole way. When we got there, I decided we needed to say goodbye again while we were still sitting in the truck. Amy agreed. I asked if Holly was still with us, and she said yes. I told her to give us a sign that she was really with us. I implored her to show herself. After about ten seconds, she spelled out, Look at the windshield. There was a bunch of condensation on the windshield at the time, but near the bottom of the windshield, close to the dashboard, I could clearly see, written in scraggly letters, Holly. Amy didn't see it right away, but I did. When I pointed at it, Amy ran from the truck and went inside the house. I tried to get her to say goodbye on the board, but she wouldn't. About a month later, I got Amy to play on the board again. Somehow, she could get it to work by herself. I never could. I think people have different levels of spirituality or psychic ability. Her level was higher than mine. I was just a witness to Holly showing up again on the board. Amy was the only one controlling it, and it would just repeatedly say, Die Amy, I love Kevin. Die Amy, I love Kevin. She made it say goodbye, and we never played with it again. Years later, I found out that Holly actually died in a car accident on Dead Man's Curve. In the summer of 2019, I was 19 at the time, I had a lot of things happen that caused me to become very depressed. My boyfriend had just broken up with me without telling me why, and shortly after, I was assaulted by my so-called friend. Needless to say, at this point in my life, I didn't give a crap about anything. So when my friend asked if I wanted to use a Ouija board with her, of course I said, Hell yeah. We agreed to go to the local Books A Million to buy the board, and decided that we would split the cost since it was only $20. My friend, we'll call her Lily, instantly started having doubts about whether we should mess with that kind of stuff. Both of us are Christians, and we were always taught that messing with that stuff was a big no-no. However, I assured her that all would be well, and that if it would make her more comfortable, we would buy some protecting incense to burn around the house while we played. This made her feel better, and we proceeded to purchase the board. The main reason Lily wanted to use the board was because her grandmother had just passed away, and she wanted to see if she could contact her. I did warn her that if her grandmother was in heaven, she most likely wouldn't come through, since the Lord wouldn't allow that. I did support her, and agreed to try to at least contact her. As for my motive, since I was little, I always felt that someone or something wanted to talk to me. So, being the depressed girl I was, I just said, screw it, bring on the demons. I also had vivid dreams where, and every one of them, I was assaulted by demons and would end up being the mother of the Antichrist. I obviously didn't and still don't take these dreams seriously, but my friend was intrigued to see if anyone or anything would care to explain them to me. 
Fast forward to her grandma's house. Lily's grandfather wasn't there because he was taking up physical therapy for his hip. So it was just us and the board. I could tell Lily was nervous, and a small part of me was too, but I refused to show it. I was assigned to be the guide, person that asks the questions and such, so I placed myself in a comfortable position and opened the board. Are there any spirits that would like to speak with us today? Nothing. The planchette didn't move and everything was silent. I asked the same question about four or five times, before there was movement. As soon as it moved to yes, I asked what their name was. It spelled out some sort of gibberish that I can't remember, and ended up telling us that it was one of my cousins that died in a fire. I knew that I didn't have any known cousins that had died in a fire, but I played along with it. At some point, the spirit started making a figure eight across the board and counting down numbers, for which I said a stern, hell no, before saying goodbye and moving to the next session. This same little girl kept contacting us repeatedly, except she didn't make figure eights or a countdown like she had before. Lily and I both tried to figure out what the hell this thing wanted. Before we knew it, this little girl changed into a male demon named Vovo. Based on my readings about Ouija boards, I knew that this could have been Zozo. However, he swore up and down that he wasn't, but Zozo was in the room with us. Apparently, Zozo wanted to harm us, but Vovo wanted to protect me, not Lily, just me, which I thought was weird. After talking with him some more, we learned that he was present in all of those dreams I had been having. He was destined to be the father of said Antichrist, and claimed that he was, and is, deeply in love with me. Of course I thought all of this was BS, but Lily was excited and began asking questions. Every time she would ask something, the planchette moved to no. Eventually she gave up, and asked if he just wanted to talk with me. I agreed and continued asking questions. Apparently there was this whole plan in hell, where I was going to be the mother of the Antichrist, Vovo was in very high ranks when it came to other demons. According to him, his rank was right below Lucifer's. All of a sudden, the planchette flew to goodbye, and the board stopped all movement. Lily and I agreed to try one more time to contact her grandmother, but of course, it was Vovo again. He said he had revealed too much information and displeased Lucifer, but at the same time, Lucifer wanted me to know some of this knowledge. I'm still completely skeptical at this point, so I shrugged it off and said, Whatever. All of a sudden, I could feel something brushing against my lips and cheeks. The feeling moved down to my breast and caused me to shiver. I yelled out, Screw this, and closed the session. Then, both of us lit lavender incense and walked around the house saying the Lord's Prayer. After that, it was getting late, so we went inside and went to bed. I don't know what made me want to use the board by myself, but the next day, I thought it would be a good idea to do so. Lily sat in front of me while I did it alone, and watched as the planchette moved to spell the name Vovo. After talking for a solid two minutes, I got creeped out and stopped. Fast forward a few months later, 
I was at my friend Kat's house with my other friend Ashley. My father had burned the board once he knew I used it, but we all wanted to use it again. So we went to good old Books A Million again and purchased another board. Lo and behold, after we started using it, Vovo was the only one to come through. He yelled at both my friends and told them that he only wanted to talk to me. He claimed that he had been watching me since I was five and that everything was planned and supposed to go down in 2023. He also said that in order to get me pregnant, he was either going to assault me or possess my current boyfriend and do it that way. Nevertheless, this all creeped the hell out of my friends, and we stopped using it. You would think I would learn by this point, but a couple months ago, I'm now 20, I went to my other friend Amanda's house and got high with her and her friends. This was probably the stupidest thing that I've ever done in my life, but I encouraged all of us to play while we were high. I don't remember any of it if I'm honest, but according to Amanda, I was saying random things and they had contacted Vovo. Vovo refuses to let anyone talk and kept spelling my name. However, I was too gone to say or do anything. After an hour of my friends trying to get him to talk to them, he spelled my name the entire time. They gave up and helped me get to bed. Moral of the story. It seems that whenever I use the Ouija board, I talk to the same spirit or demon. You may wonder if I'm worried about this, to which I'll tell you, not at all. I'm still very strong in my faith and believe the Lord wouldn't allow that to happen. I guess we'll just have to wait and see in 2023.